0: Okay, this morning, what what came out? It came out with with, with uh, we, we we we're beginning to talk about rain, and then and then I asked a question this morning. I asked a question about where the rain comes from. The rain comes from the clouds. The clouds come from the sun that draws the clouds up. And we can see, even in this, the beauty of God's protection. Because clouds, they give a shade when needed, and also they give rain. But I think it's very interesting, too. And this was brought up because, because Barbara had said, well, it sounds like we're getting a, a a we're having a science class. And we are, because there's no science apart from the word of God. This was brought out in 1 Timothy 6 and verse 20. Science falsely so-called, is man trying to figure out even creation without the creator. Or man trying to figure out God and his word without God. Without humility. Without submission. Without being intreatable. And these are different things. We talked about that. So, Truthfully, there is no separation. There is no separation from science, (laughs) the art or the ability of knowing uh, science. (laughs) And many have called, they say, the science or the science or the interpretation of the hermeneutical rule, interpreting properly the word of God. Can't do it without without the creator. We, we can't, because Jesus in John 1 and verse 3, and Colossians 1 and verse 16, he created all things in his pre-incarnate state. Then we brought out that there's this creation. We see that. We see it in Psalm nineteen one through 6, the signature of God's creation that will lead people to understand. There is a creator. <laughs> there's no doubt about this creator that can lead to the law, the word, the teaching of the word. That's in Psalm 19, verse 7, and then it goes right through to verse 13, for a man to be delivered from the great transgression, which is presumption. Presumption means that I think, I can think properly apart from God through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. I think I can know that. I think I know what I need to be taught when I think I need to know it. And the answer is no, not at all, not at all. And that's why when we come to hear the word of God, we need to come entreatable and, and ready to hear, ready to hear more than to speak for all of us. It's true for all of us, every single one of us. It's much more important for us to hear, on, for us, honestly, than it is to speak. I learned these things for a long time. A long time. I had to learn this, and still learning it, where God has to store up His Word in us. And then, then there's the patience of God, and being gracious and, and patience with His love and His graciousness, in Isaiah 30 and verse 18, and First Corinthians 13 and verse 4. Love is very patient and kind, where. The Word needs to be stored up in us, and then we need to, and what we even begin to know, we need to meditate on. This goes into Psalm uh, 39 and and 1 through 3, and into 4 and 5, and into reality in verse 6, into a proper reality. So there's no proper interpretation, because that's what presumption is, thinking I can understand creation without the Creator. or In a born-again, safe-state, position, I should say, standing in grace, which means we're in Christ in Romans 5, 1 and 2, where we have this great peace, to think that we can interpret the word of God apart from him. Makes no sense whatsoever. So in that sense, there is nonsense or no proper science. No proper science. There's none whatsoever. So when we talk about creation, when we talk about science, is there any? Is there any about creation? Is there any without Christ, the creator, who again in John 1, 3, and Colossians 1 and verse 16, created all things and they were created by him and for him?
1: Wow, amazing.
0: These are amazing truths this morning. That, that God has given us, all of us. And it makes it very, very necessary to understand the nature, character, and essence of God, which is, again, revealed even, even in his creation. God is revealing his creation, never apart from his Son. Never. Never apart from his Son. So we do, we do have science lessons we do about creation and about the things that we have in Jesus Christ there is a proper interpretation of both proper interpretation either because then we live in proper sense and then we don't live in nonsense and then we just don't live in what many call psycho babble just talking about all kinds of other things Psycho, soul is the soul, Suke or Sukiiko. it's the soul, and just babbling on. No, there's a proper science, there's a proper etiquette, there's a proper behavior, literally. And for all of us, there, for all of us, there is a proper, holy behavior when we come to hear the word of God. There is absolutely no question about that, because we can live, I can live, I can live. We can live in the ignorance of the presumption of pride and be very ignorant about it, very ignorant, any of us. Any of us, we're liable to that. That is why it's necessary for us to come, all of us, and I say all of us, to come and hear the word of God so that hearing that word... In Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing, dependence, dependence, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, and then the Word comes in, in Hebrews 4 and verse 12, and separates the soul from the Spirit. You see? The soul trying to interpret the Spirit. Oh, Lord help us. Lord help us. I had a man just recently call me and ask me some questions. He, was, he asked me a question and then proceeded, proceeded to preach to me for about five minutes. Couldn't even get a word in edgewise to answer his question. Couldn't answer it. Why? You know, there's a proper way for all of us. and 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 literally, there's a proper way for all of us. None of us know anything by ourselves, not a single thing. Not one single thing. That's what makes it necessary for each of us to function in our proper place. Boy, when we don't know that, oh God, in ignorance we give up our place. Give no place to the devil. That's Ephesians 4, verse 27. Don't give place to the devil. Don't be unteachable. So many, so many don't want, they they want to be taught but they want to choose who teaches them. Oh my God. It's God's choice, not ours. It's God's choice. It's got nothing to do with our choice. Thank God, isn't that? I thank God. Everything about me didn't have anything to do with the choice of my old self. Because we know how all of us can know and measure what those choices led to, what they led to. So, Yes, we're having a science class this morning. There's absolutely no question about it. So that we can properly, through the Holy Spirit, taking the things of Christ in John 16, 13, and 14, and showing them unto us. But who does he show it to? Who does God resist in James 4, 6? Hupiriphenos. God resists the proud. God, Theo, Theos. The proud, hyperiaphenos, hooperiphanos or hyperiaphenos. God resists antitasso the proud, but contrast and conjunction, contrast, proud God. Contrast, conjunction separate, but God gives grace to those that come prepared, ready to hear and are humbled. humble, humble. You know, the, I, I believe this honestly. The more that we function in the humility of Christ in us, God's whole plan was designed. Did God have a plan apart from Christ? Tell me something. Is there any science apart from God's plan, which is Jesus Christ? Is there a plan that God has for us apart from his son? Is there? No. None. There's none. No. God doesn't have that. So God gives grace to those that his plan through Christ is humbled. Yeah. Then it says, even in areas of ignorance, they come to light through the word. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. That's what it says in James 4, 7. And then the devil will what? Will flee from you. Then you can draw nigh to God. Huh, boy, I'll tell you. Then you can draw near to God. Then he will draw near to you. Then all of us together, all of us together, each and every single one of us together as one. We can cleanse our hands, you sinners. What's that? Thinking we could do anything. Thinking we can do anything. What makes my hands do something? It's my mind. And that's why it says, Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, your minds, you double-minded, mixing God. Want God's one thought, Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, with my thoughts. And wondering why we're so confused. I'll tell you what confusion is, where it comes from. A couple of reasons. Number one, I haven't been taught, any of us, it's true for all of us together. I haven't been taught, and of course, in 1 Corinthians 8, 2, None of us know anything as we ought to know because knowledge that falls short of absolute dependence and humility upon Christ, knowledge puffs up in 1 Corinthians 8.1. It puffs up. You can, be, you can be 80 and over and still be a neophyte. Newly come to the faith. they the teachings, not just salvation. That's 1 Timothy 3.6. That's just not age, although it does involve that young age, but it it involves the precious word of God to us. That's what it says. That's exactly what it says. So there is science. There's no question about it. There is a science. There is a science. God resists the proud, but he gives, is that grace? Greater degrees of grace to those that walk in the humility of God's plan in their own personal life. It's so important. It's so important to get proper teaching. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just telling you. The, the most important thing you could tell your children, more than anything, and I don't care how old they are, is a necessity to be taught properly the necessity to be taught properly. you can't give them any better than that, and if you don't know it yourself, then you don't none of us would have it to give. none of us would then we get involved in all these other things again, I'm bringing it back to this. we get involved in all these other things, we get involved with family. We get involved with doing things. We think we need to take people to other places so that they can be ministered to when it's right here. Very interesting to me. Very, very interesting to me. Oh, there's a reason why people are in certain places. There's a reason why they live in certain places. There's a reason for it. There's an absolute, it's not by accident. No, no. Oh, no, it's not. No. Oh, no. Nope. 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 There's a reason for that. You can see it in Jeremiah 15 and verse 16. You can see it in Jeremiah 15 and verse 19. Okay? This is what it says. And I'll read it here. Here's the properly interpreting God through proper science, through the word of God, to bring me back to a creator. So that he can bring into my mind creative thinking and not, not self-thinking and things about self with its plans and what it thinks it needs to do. Here's Jeremiah 15 and I'm going to read them and you know God, Holy Spirit brings them back so that they can be quoted. And here it is. This is Jeremiah 15 and verse 16. Your words were found. Well, we as Christians today, where do we find them? Did he leave it up to ourselves to do it? Do we watch TV? Do we watch this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy, this guy, that person, this person, that person? Do I take books and study on my own? Well, we should, but it's always in the place of Ephesians, the fourth chapter. You watch the flow of that in those 32 verses there. Your words were found, and I did eat them. And your word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my mind. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. This is verse 19. Well, let's read it through. Verse 17, I sat not in the assembly of the mockers. That's a Christian. That's a Christian spending time with the unsaved. Getting together. <laughs> Do they hear about Christ? Do they hear about the word of God? What is your purpose to be with them? Did God send you to be with them?
1: I sat not in the assembly of
0: the Markers, because we have a a local assembly, by the way, nor rejoiced, nor did I have joy and think that that was was my life. Right? I sat alone because of your hand. Boy, do we need to have that. Remember how many times that God has taught us together? We never have to be lonely, but it is good for us to be alone. So his hand, 1 Peter 5 and verse 6, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting now all your anxiety upon him, because he really does care for you with a love that is unbelievable. I sat alone because of your hand, for you have healed me. Filled me with what? Indignation. Now this is proper anger in Ephesians 4 and verse 26. Be angry and sin not. Neither give place to the devil. We can give place to the devil through, through, and we can. And we can. We can give place to the devil with fleshly anger or fleshly foolishness. Joking. Kidding. That's Ephesians 5, verses
1: 3 and 4. Then verse 18, look at, why is my pain perpetual?
0: And my wound incurable. That's Jeremiah 30, verse 12. The wound of the old man is incurable, so he was crucified, God in his mercy with us, those that are in Christ and those alone who have his sins out have their old nature crucified in Romans 6, one 6, which refuses to be healed. A Christian can function, be in Christ positionally, but experientially still function in the flesh. Those are the ones they don't want to be taught. They want to teach when they don't even have the gift to do so in James 3 and verse 1. Refuses to be healed. Can that be ignorance? Yeah. Can it be rebellion and stubbornness? Yes. And 1 Samuel 15, 23. Will you altogether unto me, be uh, unto me be a liar? Of course not. God is not a liar. Titus 1, 2, Hebrews 6, 18, Numbers 23 and verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, never changes his mind.
1: And as waters that what? As waters
0: that fail? Now, this is what we need to hear. Jeremiah 15, 19. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, can I return in areas where I'm ignorant or live in rebellion and stubbornness? Can I return to him? No. What What? What is that that does that? It's teaching and preaching of God's word. Something we cannot do on our own. God will not allow it. We may think we can declare it. I know some young men they even they even just wrote a recent book
1: mm-hmm. he thinks He can do it on his own. a young man I love very deeply very deeply think we can do it on our own.
0: You need to return. I don't know. What do we do? Does God have another plan other than the local assembly right now? Does he? Does he? He does not. There are two functioning gifts in the local assembly right now. There's only two. And by the way, there's no such thing as doctors and masters. If you don't believe me, this will do away with a lot of bad teaching from a lot of even cults. In Matthew 23 and 9, you're not to call any man your father. You ever hear that one? Father so-and-so? You call no man father while you're on the earth. You only have one. And then in 23.10 of Matthew, you you don't call any man master. Man aren't called
1: masters. Not a title, an earned
0: title. Masters. I got my masters. Where'd you get it from? You call no, you, you don't call one. You only have one master. Who is that? It says in 2310 of Matthew, it's Christ.
1: Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return,
0: if you return, then will I. Bring you again. Oh, boy. this submission of the will. Yep. And you will stand before me. Oh, do we need... That's now proper experience based upon a proper position. That's Romans 5, 1 and 2, by the way, for us as believers in Christ. And you... And when you stand before me, then you and only you can take forth the precious from the vial. What's that? Discerning properly good and evil. Instead of living in Isaiah 5 and verse 20, they call evil good, good evil. They put light for darkness, darkness for light. They put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The reason is in Isaiah 8 and verse 20, light hasn't dawned on them. The creation, physical creation of God. Without excuse, none of them without, all of without excuse, Jesus in John 15, did away with every excuse as the creator, even creation, can dawn on you and teach you, to bring you to come and hear the word. And again, that's Psalm 19, 1 through 14. Instead of living in presumption, thinking and we're satisfied with knowing just enough, Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, then will I bring you again. And you will stand before me. And when you do, you will be able to take forth the precious from the vial. And then you can be as my mouth to your children, to your family. Let them return unto you. Let them return unto you but return you not unto them. Boy, I wish we could get that one straight. We'd get that one straight. Boy, all of us, and we all need to get it straight. Right? Proper science, proper interpretation. Proper interpretation. That's what it says. Read it again here. This is. Uh, we're going to turn to... We're going to go to 1 Timothy the sixth chapter. You wait and see how this flows. It's amazing. Yes, this is a science lesson. We're getting one this morning and thank God for it. We can thank God for it. You know, God knows what we mean even when we think we know what we mean when we don't. Let's repeat that again. God knows what we mean, even when we think we know what we mean without him. Some would say, well, I never meant it that way. Really? Really. This is 1 Timothy 6.20. Oh, Timothy, keep that which is committed to your trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings. Avoid profane and vain, vain babblings. Listen to this. right? Okay? And opposition to science, falsely called. Let's get this one straight. Vain babblings. Isn't that interesting? Vain babblings. What is vain babblings? And this is where every one of us, especially, I believe, especially men and leaders, or anyone in authority over anybody, loving authority, by the way. This is, this is vain babblings in 1 Timothy 6.20, brought out in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, in verse 1. Be you, therefore, followers of God as dearly beloved children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us, and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication in all uncleanness, look at the context of this now, listen to it. But fornication in all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named once named among you as become saint, as what your life is. Holy, saint is is where we get the word holy. Hagios or hagiou, Sanctified, set-apart ones, right? Neither filthiness, that's what it says. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking. Just vain babbling. Just talking and babbling on. None of you get a little babbling on. Nor foolish talking, nor jesting. You should look these words up. That's like man, when he lives, any of us can do this. When we live in our soul, separated experientially from the spirit, we live like like the dichotomous creation. Animals were created with a soul and a body. They're dichotomous. We were created in God's image, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, Genesis chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. And by the way, he created us male and female. Marriage involves a man and a woman, period. That is true science, by the way, which has to do with God's creation. You got a problem with that? You got a problem with God. You put up with it in your house? You put up with it, okay? You put up with it? Then that's James 4 and verse 17. To him that knows to do good does it not, to him it is sin. You may call it loving, Family are loving others, but the truth of the matter is it's living in sin. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. That's the Word of God. That's right. Just as pure as God loving us and giving us grace, this this is just as pure. And if we want some more education on it, if we want more education on God's creation, Creating us male and female, we can see this. And I'm going to read in in Leviticus 18 and verse 22: "You will not lie with mankind, sexual relations with as with womankind. It's an abomination." Again, this is revelations. This is Romans 1: 18 to 32.
1: You think you're loving? It's
0: not loving. You're putting, you, you're putting someone's lifestyle ahead of Christ and ahead of the Word of God. Don't give me that nonsense. You will not lie with mankind as you lie with womankind. It is abomination. That's right. Where else does it say that? Leviticus 20 and verse 13. If a man also lie with mankind, that's the sexual relations, by the way, as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination, they will surely be put to death. A Christian that says they're a Christian and living in that continual lifestyle is living in death, separated from God. And boy, I'm not saying you may not be saved, but boy, I wouldn't want to play with that one.
1: what it says. They will
0: surely be put to, to death. Their blood will be upon them. Is that clear? Is that clear in the Word of God? That's just, just as pure and clear as God loving us and giving us grace. Just as, just as clear and pure. Just as clear and pure as is, is that. So let's not live, let's not live, all of us, when we come together let's not live in jesting jesting literally jesting means that when our soul is separated from the spirit experientially okay we start acting we can act just like an animal making faces and doing all these movements that's literally what it says then we laugh at that and think that's that's kind of funny we laugh at that we laugh at how certain christians behave and, and it's like it's entertainment, and like we laugh at them. Oh, God, no. No. Don't do it. Don't do it. Furthermore, bring them to a place where they can hear the word of God and have fellowship. Don't go off with them. Just don't go off with them and do your thing and laugh and call that fellowship. But fornication, Ephesians 5, In all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named once among you as as what your true lifestyle is, is set apart to God, not set apart to yourself. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Rather giving of thanks. That's what it says. Science, so-called. Proper science how to think, Come, be, coming ready to hear the word of God. Again, again, and we can't, none of us can. Myself and all of us together as we all learn this and we all need to learn it and continue and thank God that he gives us grace and it's his love giving us this grace. But again, in Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse one, it says, keep your foot, watch where your mind go. Watch what, what is the content of your thinking. Because if you don't have proper content in your thinking, you don't have proper science, and you'll begin confessing it. Keep your foot when you go to the house of God. And be more ready to hear. Here's what it says. Then to give the sacrifice of fools. This goes back to, again, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 3 and 4. For they don't consider
1: that they do what? He says evil.
0: I didn't say it. I'm not accusing a soul. There's no accusation or condemnation to those that are in Christ, even when any of us function in these things. But there's a lot of correction. Loving chastisement. Loving correction. 1 Corinthians 11, 31 and 32. Be not rash with your mouth. Let anything just come out of it. Come right Just come right out of it. What was the content of my thinking when I came to hear the word of God? Be not rash with your mouth, and let not your heart, your mind, be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and you're upon the earth. Therefore, let your words be what? Be few until you have proper science until we have proper science. This is God's loving correction for all of us. And Father, we thank you this morning for the science lesson that we're getting this morning. We thank you and praise you for it, Lord. And thank you that we have the opportunity that when we draw near to you, through being humbled in James 4.6, submitting to you in 4.7, so that we can draw near to you. And then you'll draw near to us. Then you'll cleanse our hands from any, doing anything we shouldn't have done. And then you purify our hearts from being double-minded, Lord, because in Proverbs 24 and verse 9, the thought of foolishness is sin. And sin in Psalm 51 and verse 4 is evil. And then what, what happens if, if we don't get Proverbs 24 and verse 9 straight, we don't have Proverbs 24 and verse 10. If you faint in the day of adversity, Your strength is small. You have a small soul. Your soul stays small. And you live in a small world and interpret things in the smallness of that. And Father, we thank you for your love and your loving chastisement, by the way. Your beautiful, pure, loving chastisement for us this morning, all of us. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you that you wait to be gracious. You're so patient with us all. Your love is very patient, and yet you never give us grace to live in foolishness. No, no, no. Love has to wait. God has to wait in Isaiah 30 and verse 18. God waits to be gracious. God never gives us grace in Romans 6.1 and Romans 6.15, based upon Romans 3.80. He never gives us grace to live in sin, ever. Never. Not for any of us. Not for me. I'll start right with me and for any of us. And Father, thank you for your love this morning, your gracious chastisement, your great, gracious correction and instruction through the science of proper understanding. In Jesus' name, amen.